Hello and welcome to the Let It Flow podcast, hosted by your spiritual besties, Alexis and Carly. We're just two humans figuring things out, and we're here to share this community with you as an outlet for self-discovery and spiritual growth. This podcast is designed to open your mind with conversations that encourage you to ask bigger questions about mindset, spirituality, personal growth, and everything in between. We're passionate about gaining different perspectives on what the universe has to offer. And the one thing we've found to be 100% true is that life is meant to flow. We're not here to tell you how to live your life, but to provide you with the tools and knowledge you need to create an experience that feels uniquely you. Tune in every week to awaken your potential and deepen your evolution. Whether you're all in on your personal growth journey or just starting out, let's flow together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Let It Flow podcast. We are so excited for a guest episode today. We have Mia Lopez. She is a human design coach along with being an astrologer, a tarot reader, and a writer. And she is such a sweet soul. I met Mia in my human through my human design training through Leah. We weren't in it at the same time together, but she was a connect through Leah. So I'm so glad that we met. And then we FaceTimed one day months ago and just to have a little touch base and chat to talk to somebody with similar interests. And we were on that FaceTime call for at least three hours <laughs> talking about no, all yeah. sorts of things. And yeah. Hi guys. Um, it was really like lovely to have met you through Leah. So Shout out Leah. <laughs> yes, lo- love Leah. And Mia is a four six emotional manifester for anybody listening who is interested in human design or is going to pull on those points in this episode. I'm a five one sacral generator, and Carly is a three six emotional manifester. So this conversation might have more details on what it's like being a manifester. I might take the back seat on parts of this episode just so <laughs> you guys can really dig into that because Carly freaked out when she's like, oh my God, another manifester. <laughs> is, is this the first time that you guys have a manifester guest? Yeah, um, I think so. We I have a couple of manifestors that are like in my life, but I've never talked to one that's also into human design too. So I'm really curious to hear your two cents and maybe your experience with learning about being a manifester and how that's hmm, been incorporated into your life and maybe helped you <laughs> with things. Okay. I actually like don't have any manifestors um, close to me. So that's really cool that you do. Cause I don't, I don't get to like talk about it with other people that I like, well, like know well. Um, Honestly, finding out that I was a manifester low-key changed my life. Um, that's why I got so into human design and I was like, oh, okay, so I am different. <laughs> not, not in like a, you know, it just felt um, very validating to the way that I was feeling at the time when I found out about human design because yes, I was a man for nine to fives. Yes, I was a very burnt out, very angry manifester, which like for people that don't know, anger is the not self theme of a manifester. Um, so it was like, I don't know, like a whole new world had opened up for me when I found out I was a manifester. What about you? Yeah, it 
it really, I had a very similar experience and I found human design. We found it, Alexis and I, at the same time. And it kind of was a friend along this particular year of really mm, going down my own path, but also I ended up seeing how, even though I thought I was going down my own path, I also wasn't. So it's been kind of a support to those realizations. But it was also, um, as much as it made me feel seen and validated that fact that like, I've never been interested in a lot of the same ways or living the same type of life as what seems like many people are. It also brought up some frustrations because there was a huge part of me that like still sometimes if I'm in a particular day or having a particular moment, I can be like, why, why can't I just like be happy and be fulfilled doing something super simple and blah, 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 like that. But I'm not, I'm not here to do that. And we're all here to live our unique lives and express our uniqueness. And so just learning that about myself um, has helped me understand and give space to parts of myself that for a lot of my life I've been kind of tamping down or ignoring so it's really oh, powerful yeah. mm. I, I I totally understand the the pushing down parts of like our uniqueness just so we don't feel like we're too much for the world. And I feel like we didn't say what a manifestor was, but I, I don't know how much you guys have talked about human design on your podcast. Um, but a manifestor is here to initiate and they just have like their defiant throat. Um, and no sacral. Yay for the not sacral. Um, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, you're a generator, right? Or a mangen? I'm a generator. Okay. Yeah. So we, we do have our sacral today with us. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I finding that out that I was a non-sacral, which I mean, I, my business is called non-sacral power, but finding out that I was a non-sacral was specifically powerful. And it's funny because like, I mean, I did name my business non-sacral power, but majority of my readings lately have been projectors. Like I have been have like having back to back projectors and I'm like, Interesting. I love talking about wow. the fact that we're all non-sacrals. <laughs> so we do not have that like ah, defined life force energy that you you do, Alexis. <laughs> I wonder how that would feel. <laughs> no. Well, I think it's funny. I'm sure Mia, you can relate to this then. I will have okay, no, wait. I want to talk about this first. So Alexis and I both share the same business coach who Sorry. That's my Alexa. Can you hear her? Yeah. She, this one, my partner in crime. We had the same business coach who taught us a lot of like, you know, about how important it is to stay consistent and consistency is key to doing things. And um, it was good for me in some aspects because I was the most consistent working with her and things than I'd ever been in my life. And it gave me some of that clarity and connection to the fact that, oh my God, like I can commit to something, you know, but I still hit that huge wall and just burnt out, had this just, I telling you, I could not do anything for like weeks. I was just, what, what am I doing? I just ran myself dry and it was sudden, you know, I was feeling good. Like, I think that, that 
societal, more like egoic part of ourselves. I remember experiencing this in university too, when I would like just almost find this like weird satisfaction for how miserable I felt and how much I was working my little butt off at the studio all night long. Um, and so I think it was part of that. Like it was satisfying that more like egoic part of myself that was able to share with people like, oh, I've been working so hard on this for so long. Look at me. Like I'm actually doing something. You guys are all wrong. I can commit to something. Um, and then it burnt up in flames, but it was meant to. <laughs> um, <laughs> And just like, it was a huge lesson though, for I think anybody, even someone with sacral power, that when we're not doing something that feels good in the moment, when we're not taking that action from a place of authenticity, and we're kind of doing that action based on how we think we should be doing it, or how we think people will look at us because of that action, it just burns you out eventually. And especially for somebody with non-sacral power I've really built a lot of grace for myself because even I was inspired to share more of my art recently and for about a week I was super active on Instagram and really felt it and then I was like okay I need to take a moment and it will come back no pressure no worries but it'll come back just be patient (laughs) Oh yeah, I totally understand the being inconsistent. I surprisingly was consistent majority of my life, but I so I actually danced for about 10 years of my life and I was super consistent with it because it's like the love of my life. I didn't pursue it career-wise, but like I love dancing and um I was super consistent, but I was burnt out. Like it was obvious that I was burnt out a lot of the time. And then when I finally quit dancing, um, I, I came to the United States and I mean, I was pretty consistent with like school and I was always like reading and I was always doing stuff. Like I was always going on and on and on and on because I do have two manifesting generator parents. So mm-hmm. I always try to keep up with them. And like the way that they think is very like success comes with like hard work and like you need to work, work, work. And like, why are you not doing much? You know, like, that's not, you know, like, that's not allowed. It's not that that wasn't allowed, but it was like, why would you do that? Like, they just didn't understand. Mm. Yeah, like, man-gens are very, you know, multitasking, do so many things. So I don't know, I always try to keep up with them. And it wasn't until I got pregnant because I do, I have a little baby. Um, so it wasn't until I got pregnant and I found human design that I was like, oh, I don't have to do so much. Like I literally, um, I graduated at 16 and I was taking courses up on courses so I could graduate early. So I was always like overloading myself to like achieve something that isn't even real. <laughs> like it was just, you know, it was just burning me out. <laughs> mm. So I, you know, I graduated at 16 and then I went straight to college, not knowing like what I was doing with my life. And then I like moved out and I was doing school and work full time. It was crazy. Like I burnt myself out so much. So when I got pregnant, I found human design and I was like, oh my God, I don't have to do this much. I'm actually, because I was, I was really angry, like with life. Like I was just so angry and not happy with the way things were. I was like, I don't understand why I have to do all of this, but I kept doing it. 
So I was, you know, kind of contradicting myself with my anger and the fact that I didn't change it. And then it gave me permission to be like, you know what? And so when I found out human design, I went to my boss because I was working at the time and I had saved up enough that I could relax for a while. And I was pregnant. So I took that as like my opportunity. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to work this year. I'm actually just going to relax and go to the pool. And so that was my, it was like a camel's way of doing it. Instead of a microdose, I actually just, just did not do much for about a year. I mean, I did, I started writing and doing the things that I loved, but like I relaxed, which was so necessary for a manifester after years and years of just mm-hmm. burning myself out for nothing. <laughs> yeah. And it, when we relax, it's, it allows for that connection to that flow and that creativity and opens the door for what we are meant to actually initiate in the world. I think the biggest thing I am still working through is kind of understanding what then it means to be an emotional authority. I like get it, but I'm still, you know, experiencing these moments where I choose something and I'm like, oh, there's an example of how maybe not to go about it next time. Because I don't know about you, but for an emotional authority, I've realized, I always say this to Alexis, that I I hop on the bandwagon so easily. I get so pumped up and so excited about literally anything even if it's something that I've never been interested in my entire life if I feel someone else's excitement it's like oh yeah let's do it this is amazing yeah let's do it yes 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 and then get down the road a little bit and I'm like oh my god what have I done (laughs) I I um I have to think about this I did struggle with my emotional wave I feel like honestly I feel like emotional authority And I feel like everyone thinks about this, about their own authority, but I do feel like it's one of the trickiest, in my opinion, just because you Mm. do have to wait for like a while to decide. And then you're not even like 100% sure you're like about 70 because you know how bad it can go as well. So like, I don't know. I I feel Okay. So yeah, so I I have struggled with that, with my emotional wave, but now um, I don't anymore thankfully. Mm-hmm. And that's because I don't jump like you do anymore. I used to jump a lot as well. And it was fun. But again, it would burn me out. So now like, I guess like my goal for life is to be at peace and to be like in alignment mm-hmm. with myself. So I try to move from that space in everything I do in all areas of my life, because I do genuinely want to feel good. So yeah, that that is like my one thing. So anyway, so my emotional wave, I don't need as much time as I feel like it says you need. It'll depend on the decisions and it'll depend on like what I'm, what I'm doing. But with three, four days, I'm usually clear within a week. I know, I know, I know about what I'm going to do unless it's like really big, like moving to another place, then that will take me that will take me longer for sure. And sometimes the joke about emotional authority, and I feel like the joke about life, this is like a joke about life, is you will feel the call to do something and and it is your authority speaking and then it'll still blow up in your face. So it doesn't really like, it doesn't really, you know, just just do things. You're also a three line, right? Yeah. 
you're you're a three six. I'm, so I'm like, like a, a double, double three right now. <laughs> yeah. How how old are you, if I may ask? I'm 26. Okay. Okay. So you haven't gone on the roof yet. Um, no, I'm also yet. a six okay. line. So I'm a, I'm a four six. So I'm also a six line, and so I'm also on my three line period right now. And I think um, the three line is the thing that makes makes us flow like it, the, the thing that even though our authorities like yeah go do that it's like yeah but this wasn't actually for me I just needed to try <laughs> so exactly no that, I remember it, reading that and I at first I read about my three six profile and I was like oh it's kind of a bummer like <laughs> it sounded so serious and the more, the more I've sat and contemplated with it and I've also dabbled into the gene keys as well which the gene keys wow um so the more I've contemplated and sat with it I'm like this is actually freaking fun like I am literally here to experiment and try stuff and let no let people know how it goes um so I think that's actually been part of what has helped me um because the last couple of months with my emotional authority I feel I've gotten a little bit less in my head about it and just really feeling my emotions um and I loved that you said that thing about peace, wanting peace in your life. And also that's our um, self, our self, our self theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as manifestors. And I just made my most recent Instagram post. I wrote all about that and how like truly, and I was just in India for a month doing my um, yoga teacher training. And in India, I just really had this like, so many consistent experiences of really finding that inner silence and inner peace. And I was like, this is what life should be like. (laughs) This is what I, the most important thing to cultivate in my life right now is that. And so taking really time for my own practice every day, being guided by my human design and really just like witnessing life, like not getting so caught up in it, but allowing myself to experiment, allowing myself to just move with what I feel in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's, it really just, I think human design and any other thing, like I also had a joytish reading when I was there, which is Vedic astrology, Um, Mm -hmm. regular Western astrology is like this too, or like Enneagram, anything like this is just a wonderful tool to get to know yourself better and allow yourself to just be I I love that you actually brought up um, Vedic astrology because one of the reasons why I'm taking a little bit of a break is because I started learning Vedic astrology when I normally practice tropical astrology. So that's Mm -hmm. why um, I was telling you guys before that it was like burning me out a little because like it's super predictive. Um, Vedic astrology is super predictive. Like it actually amazed me how many things you can know with Vedic astrology like I don't use so like because I'm like a coach right I don't use any system to try to predict something including tarot which like I do read tarot and like sometimes people ask me to predict and I'll and I'll do it but that's not my main goal my main goal is like embody your high self grow to be the person that you actually want to be mm-hmm. you know so that that's like my goal and it's also part of my incarnation cross to do that um which is um left angle cross of tension which is about unblocking people and kind of Beautiful. making them feel the friction of their own 
wounds. Yay. Super fun. Super fun stuff. Um, <laughs> so I'm like a born therapist. <laughs> um, but anyways, I have been learning Vedic astrology and it's been quite the ride. Um, so I did want to ask you like, how, how was your, how was your reading? Yeah. So they actually talked to this a little bit, um, because the place I went for my YTT, they are actually doing Joytish to their second round of no, sorry, second level of Joytish right now, live in person in India. And so Joytish was spoken a lot about a lot um, while I was in this training, because also this training I did is a bit particular, like it's very holistic. So we learned not just the asana postures of yoga, but we learned everything about yoga, not everything. It's like a lifetime <laughs> of learnings, but um, we touched on everything. And they said a lot of like, the more modern approach to Joytish is kind of, they talk about how we're not here to tell people what's going to happen. They're like, you can see, you really can see what's going to happen. <laughs> um, especially when, when you're having readings done by um, people who have been studying since they were born, basically. And like for more, for more of those like teacher guru positions, um, I don't know if you guys have read Autobiography of a Yogi um, by Paramahansa Yogananda, but he talks a lot about um, Joytish and that and his experience with his guru with that. And he would predict like, oh, in like a month's time, you're going to be very sick. So you need to wear this to help you. Um, so in terms of the wearing this to help you, I wanted to get into that. What they do teach and what my reading was like is they look at your chart and they understand what doshas you're in what cycles you're in what planets you know or wherever I haven't studied yet anyway so you probably actually know a bit more about the logistics behind all of this but um and they just suggest to you practices um like tapas um practices for a certain amount of time um doing it a certain amount of times a day or also gemstones. So I actually got um, a couple rings to help support me. And they just were talking about how it's a great thing to utilize to just help you out. Like it's not going to stop you from experiencing those things. But the thing about Joytish, which Joytish literally means the science of light. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like your soul is here to experience those things. You are here to have that teaching. Can we lessen maybe the the challenges or like emphasize the gifts, like the, which challenges are also gifts, but yes, we can. So it was really, really lovely reading. I um, got yellow sapphire from my Jupiter dosha cycle, which I'm in for another 11, 12 or 11 or 12 years. Um, Jupiter is all about expansion. So basically like wearing a gemstone that has to do with a cycle you're in at the time just helps to support it and enhance it. Um, and then I also invested in an emerald ring, <laughs> put that on my credit card, <laughs> but it was really interesting because my, um, in my chart, for instance, my Mercury in my Vedic chart is in the most challenging position in the whole chart that it could be in. And she told me that and I was like, holy shit. Do you know, do you no know where? Way. Do you know where? It's, Just to... it's in. I'm pretty sure it's in Pisces. Okay. I think I need to look at that again. And then it's, 
Oh, I have my notebook here. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It was just that that's the thing for me about Vedic. And I'm sorry that I interrupted you, but no, no, um, yeah. Um curiosity killed a cat. So like because yeah. I'm studying it, I well, I mean, they know what's gonna happen for you, and that's why they are giving you practices, right? They're not telling you mm-hmm. outright what will happen, which is good because I don't feel like majority of people could handle that. Not in like no. a bad way or anything, but it's just it is it is a lot to be like, oh yeah, this is straight up what's gonna happen. Like I don't I, to me, I that it is a well, lot. Well, our mind, our mind makes up so many stories. Like I remember um now I'm interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but we were we were told a story. Um a man was there. Um he taught us some stuff and then he ended up leaving, but um he had this amazing experience through his wife like no, probably a decade ago now. Um and she was they were in India and um I don't know if anyone's been in India in this that will be listening to this. Um, I haven't had this experience yet, but I've talked to many people who have, but you know, you're just walking around like potential gurus, potential people that are just connected to the universe and to life in a way that like you, we have a hard time even believing is real. (laughs) And I've heard so many people say they've walked by like, just like a man on the street that just you could feel the pulsation of energy wafting off of this person. Um, but anyway, so she um, walked by this person and had a conversation with them. And then there's just said something like really like, oh, something's coming for you. Like something's going to happen. I sense this thing coming and it's not going to be pleasant. And they walked away and they're like, okay, like we don't put up with that bullshit. Like that's like, okay, whatever. And then it happened again with another person. Somebody mentioned something similar And then she was like, okay, you know, let's look into this. And so she contacted um, our teacher, Anand, um, and um, he's been learning about this stuff literally since he was born. Um, And he's like, okay, we'll pull it up. Let's let's look at what's going on here. And he was like, okay, in a few months, yeah, there's a... um, there is something coming up that has a potential to, you know, not be super pleasant. Um, I think someone mentioned like there being like blood and like pain and stuff. And um, he gave her this practice to do this um, personal sadhana. Um, and she was doing like four rounds of the Japa Mala. So 108 repetitions of um, a certain mantra. I don't know which one. And it was a huge mm-hmm. commitment. And then this time came around and she ended up in the hospital like they like everyone was predicting. There was a lot of blood. There was a lot of like pain, but she had her child. She had her Aww. baby. And so it ended up being this beautiful thing, which who knows? The skeptics out there could be like, well, probably that would have happened regardless. But no. I think the beautiful thing was. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do want to touch like I wanted to touch upon that when you when you talked about it earlier. But um. So something that does make me conflicted sometimes is that I love to study energetics and quantum physics. And mm-hmm. like that, that's like my true love. <laughs> I mean, obviously I love astrology and I love human design, but I only love them or well, not only, but partly of why I love them is because they give me language to communicate to mm-hmm. the average person who isn't studying quantum physics and, you know, all these other things. Um, it just gives me something quick to tell them and help them. Right. And that's why I love these practices, but, but I love 
just the material of reality, like understanding that to me is so powerful. Anyways, to continue this, um, I do think that we can touch upon the high vibrations and the low vibrations of any trans. Mm-hmm. And I speak a lot about this in my, like in my business and in general, I, there are transits going on at all times and there are like our natal charts or like our human design, just like in gene keys, they talk about the shadow, the gift and the CD. Like Mm -hmm. you can definitely touch upon the frequency of what you want to connect to. So yes, we came here to experience something specific and that's like our soul contract and that's why it's written down. But although Vita can be scarily accurate and scarily specific, you can touch still upon the lower vibrations or the high mm-hmm. vibrations. And that's why Vedic talks a lot about like the medicine, like the practices to protect you from it. So I, I love that she listened and that she could have her baby mm-hmm. because the truth is that like you did come to experience the bad and the good, but you are in charge and you are in control of how bad is bad and how good is good (laughs) and how you yeah and how you perceive it so I do always like come into conflict with myself about that because I know that things are coming because I'm always like studying astrology so I'm always like okay I know the transits I know what's gonna happen so it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as well because you know what Mm -hmm. you do because I do practice a lot of like the law of assumption or the law of attraction. I like the law of assumption better, but it's, yeah, like you know, it. you, you, yeah, you like assume that something's going to happen and you embody it and, and you get there. And that is like the reality because we're all connected and we do get to influence our surroundings, blah, blah, blah. Like there's so much to talk about this, but you know, when you know something's coming or like when you think, you know, something's coming, you might, start thinking about it so much that you are the one that actually produces it instead of just letting the natural, uh, you know, thing come. And I feel like that's also why uh, Vedic astrologers don't say exactly what's going to happen because they know this because they study it. And like, it's part of their religion to have to, you know, you can protect yourself. It can happen in various ways. Like, you know, there are things that you can do to mitigate the things that will come, but yeah, I guess I just wanted to say that, that at the end of the day, we are creators of our own life. And Mm -hmm. even though something might be written down, we do have control in certain ways of how we experience the thing. And even what literally happens, you do get to produce an outcome if you feel inclined to do that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I just feel really strongly about that. Oh, I agree. I love that you brought that up. And like, okay, I feel like Alexis. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to say no, one yeah. more thing, and then we can shift to something else. But what? <laughs> she, no, you yeah, look very involved she, in she the conversation. I am very involved in the conversation without speaking right now, honestly. <laughs> but Mia, yeah, undefined I, throats are showing. <laughs> no, yeah, and like she has an undefined throat. I've seen her chart. And um, something really interesting about undefined throats, which I have quite a couple in my life of people with undefined throats, is that I don't mean to talk over them and I don't mean to talk a bunch, but they also like, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but like 
defined throats, like they won't speak unless they truly have something to say and unless they want to like amplify what's being said. But otherwise they're always taking stuff in. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll leave you be. So I'm always like expecting like an answer because I'm a defined throat. So I'm like expecting like you to be like Carly, like Carly's like, oh yeah. And like, she, I know she wants to jump in sometimes and I'm like, I, I want you to, you know, but then the undefined throats are like, no, I'm like listening to you. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. the whole time. Um, oh my gosh, my voice cracked the whole time. You guys have been talking. I've been coming up with questions like my line one and my open, like had an Ajna. I'm like coming up with questions for you. And you've honestly touched on everyone. And I was like, okay, I don't even have to say it. She just answered that. Okay. We shifted to that topic. And so <laughs> I've been like managing the conversation by staying silent, which is really odd, <laughs> but no, this has been That's such awesome. a great conversation. Your energy is um, directing. Yeah, no, yeah. lava sounds like <laughs> you're 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 already doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Almost everything that I I thought I was like, okay, I'd really love to hear more about like why she loves astrology or like what drew you to it. Which I guess we could kind of rewind like to the beginning. Like, did you just yeah. grow up with this? You're young. Like, let's be clear to our audience. Like, yeah. you're young, but you are an old soul, and you've been doing this. Like, you have so much knowledge for your age on all of this. Um, and I'm so impressed whenever you? you're speaking. We're both 26, Carly and I. Okay. Okay. You sounded like when you said like, you're so young. I'm like, how old, how old are you? We're um, all so young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am 22. So I'm like really young. Yes. Um, but I've been studying this since I was, so actually I got into tarot cards when I was 10. Yeah, I know. Um, I was like pretty young to be getting into tarot cards, but I really liked all of the, so, okay. I love reading like it's also like love reading right and there was a time 2012 around there but like even before that we're paranormal and vampires and witches were all the rage so I was really into that and I kept wanting that to be real I was like I want magic to be a thing no yeah like I'm like why is this I know it exists it might not exist at the at the literal level that this is talking about but like I know it does and I was a kid so I was like no one's taking away my like inner child joy so and then I found out about tarot and like about I mean witchcraft a little bit you know in pagan ways and that's I started learning about that and that was actually my entry point to everything I got into yeah, like witchcraft and pagan ways, which it, it, it's weird to say out loud because a lot of people get scared, but like, it's, it's not bad at all. It's just the same thing as like quantum physics, but in a different way. They don't talk about it in such a scientific way or in like an energy way. Yeah, but it's it's the same thing. It's manipulation of energy at the end of the day or understanding energy, right? Um, so I started learning that. And then I got into tarot when I was 10. And then at 12, I mean, everyone would talk about their sun signs. Like, oh, I'm a Capricorn or I'm a Sag. So I was like, you know what? I want to like learn about this. So I started learning about the sun signs as everyone does, you know, for astrology. And then suddenly I saw the chart like the when I was 12. So this was when I was 12. I got into tarot when I was 10. I learned it well. So that's like my basics. And also I knew a lot about mythology, which and mythology also kind of links to constellations and to tarot. So it all kind of is connected to one another. And the more you learn about one thing, the more that you can supplement the other. So that's really cool. Um, but I saw a 12 years old, the chart for, uh, I'm sorry, for astrology. And I was like, what is this? I do not understand anything on this. 
So I made it, I'm not a one line, but I do have a lot of one lines. So I made it my, my whole goal to be like, one day I will read this fully. And I did. But the thing is like, when you start getting it, like when you get truly into it, you realize there's like a million practices in astrology. (laughs) So then it becomes like another rabbit hole. Okay. I'm not just learning tropical um, astrology, which is Western astrology. I'm learning Placidus placements or whole house placements or the Hellenistic traditions. Anyways, there's like so many things you can learn in astrology that in my opinion, and the way that I was learning it, I was learning it for myself. I wasn't learning it for other people. So I just wanted to deepen into myself and see more and more about me. And that's the cool thing about astrology. And I feel like the cool thing about human design is that every time you see your chart in different points of time, you will see something very different and you will like deepen into what something means it just becomes clear, like certain things just become clear because obviously we get limited information at times, right? So as time goes on, you get to learn more things and then you finally get to explore different levels of the same game. And that's the, that's the chart. And that's what made me fall in love with it. So I've been practicing for 10 years now. And at a certain point I was like, okay, maybe I should talk about this with other people maybe I should start reading for other people. I did tarot readings. Like I was like 15 years old and I was charging people in my high school to like do tarot all the time. People would come up to me and be like, can I just, and they, they, they did want to predict things. And I would be like, all right, fine. And majority of the predictions are right. Tarot cards can be a little bit rude sometimes when they talk um, <laughs> just because some people shouldn't know. So I would be like, I don't know what to tell you, you know, like, this is saying you can't know, or this is saying blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Um, so yeah, it was really fun. And then once I got to 20 years old, which is when I got pregnant, obviously my, my pregnancy changed a lot of things for me. And also when I was in my teenage years, I had, <laughs> I wanted a, I had like promises I wanted to make for myself when I turned 20. Cause to me, this is like a different decade. So I was like, I mean, which it is. So I was like, I made a list of things that I was going to do at twenty, like in my twenties, um, like silly things. Like, for example, I don't, I don't eat bad at all. Like, I don't like refined sugars or any. Like, I don't really drink things like that. And it's because I made a promise to myself that in my twenties I was going to polish the habit of taking care of my body. Anyways, I don't know how I got there, but back to astrology. I don't know how I got there. Back to astrology. I learned it. And finally, like at 20, okay. Yeah. I remember. So at 20, I decided that I was going to do this professionally because I was studying psychology and I realized that it didn't touch upon the things that I truly wanted to talk about, which is the soul. Psychology talks about the mind and I did get a degree in psychology, but it does talk too much about the mind and it has science does have a flaw of not being able to see beyond its limitations because it doesn't believe in them. So I wanted to do this professionally and I started doing it and now I am, and I am so happy about it, but does that answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then you discovered human design and human design has astrology linked in it. So I'm sure that just opened up a whole nother level for you too. No. Yeah. Um, 
I love human design though, not because, I mean, obviously the planetary placements are fun because I already know astrology, but as Carly was saying, I love the gene keys. They go so deep onto like what a person's going to experience and not in like a predictive way, but just like a theme that's going to be present in your life in general. And I really, really love that. Like my favorite part about human design is incarnation cross because I could resonate to it like 100%. Like my conscious son, which is, it's, I mean, Ross says it's like 70% of like who you are and what you're going to experience is gate 38, which is the struggle gate, which it talks about finding meaning in this life. And that has been, I mean, I've been having existential crises since I'm like four years old. Like, I think my first words were were like, what's the point of life, mom? And she was like, I don't know what to tell you. And I had to go on like this whole journey for myself of what is the point? What am I doing here? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm obviously I'm still discovering that. I did finally get to like an answer that I, that satiated myself for a while, but it is a theme in my life of like finding meaning in life. So I don't know. I love sharing that part of human design. That is my favorite part of human design. And that's kind of what kept me there because I do want to share with other people. Like this is, this is it. This is why you're here. This is why, this is what you are wanting to experience. Yeah. What's, what's your, um, do you know your conscious son? My conscious son is, three and Carly's I was just looking hers up is 36. I actually remembered Carly's because I saw her chart once and so she was talking and I was thinking about it I was like oh 36 very 36 because she was just saying how she like gets so excited to see people and then she like jumps on the emotional you know like Mm -hmm. she just jumps on the wagon and does the things I was thinking in my head like yeah very 36 because that is your like your what makes your emotional authority And 36 want to experience all that life has to offer and all of the emotions, right? So like, that's very in tune with you being like, I'm excited, I'm gonna do this. Um, Yeah, it's so interesting too. I I was getting into more reading about, um, well, I'm in the middle of Leah's um, program still. We'll see if I, (laughs) that's another thing I'm learning about myself. It's like finding that balance between really, really pushing myself a little bit and staying on something. But then also it's like, I don't know. I was, I brought this up a little bit in my joy tish reading as well. And it was really interesting what she said. Um, and in joy tish, my rising sign in, in Western it's Virgo, I believe. And in joy tish it's, um, Leo. Mm. And she read about Leo and I was like, Oh, whoa whoa I connected with that in a way that I've never connected with Virgo and um and she basically said it mm, gave suggestions of things to do to really lean into my Leo because I've always gone from one thing to to the next my mom from my entire life has called it the Carly trail like I get like two-thirds of the way done with a project and I'm like oh but this looks cool oh but this looks cool and um I think human design and gene keys have given me, and I'm in the process of learning this about myself even more, but that, like I was saying earlier, that grace with myself to understand that that's kind of like just how 
I am to go through life, but there's a way that I can make that a bit work with that, make that a bit more sustainable to actually, you know, build a foundation upon. Um, yeah. I mean, I have, yeah. haven't seen like your entire chart. I mean, I have, but like, I don't have it like in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. But because you're like a double three, which is very trial and error, and then you have your conscious son as 36, you really are meant to just experience things. I don't think it matters whether you finish them or not. Like already, it doesn't matter because you're a manifester. So manifestors are not supposed to finish things. That's like not. Is Here this it is. Her, is this his part? <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. You even have. I mean, you have an undefined root as well, which mm-hmm. is like the motor to start things and and finish things like it's it's like a you know it tells you when to go and when to stop and you don't even have that defined either so I don't know to me manifestors are not supposed to finish things and I feel like that's one of the cool things about being a manifester that like it's so validating because you finally get to be like oh okay so I don't have to feel guilty about all the all these things that I did not want to finish and I did, mm. but I did a bad job or I didn't because I just wanted to do something else, you know, like, et cetera. So it is really validating, first of all, on that regard. But for you, mm-hmm. like with that 36, undefined sacral, undefined root, undefined Ajna, which is, you know, your ideas, your inspiration comes from literally putting yourself in new experiences with new people, with new things. So you're just here to experience life to the max. Like that's, it's okay if you don't finish things. Um, that's I feel like finishing finishing things is a very conditioned part of society because seventy percent are generators, and generators love to build things and to build something sustainable. You have to finish it. <laughs> so, but that's not what we're here to do, you know. And I think that that's again validating and so so like relieving. You don't you don't have to if you don't want to. And as long mm-hmm. as you listen to your authority on the on the matter, you're fine. Like if your emotional wave is really like, dude, that's it. Like this is where you end it. Then that's where you end it. Like the, and no one can tell you otherwise. And again, that's the cool thing about being a manifester. No one can tell you otherwise. That is just not what manifestors yeah. are here to do. And And I feel like that's really hard and kind of isolating in a way because we are our own authority. Like we are our own not like not like decision making but like we are our own guide we don't have anybody else who's out there that's going to guide us like the way that we guide everyone else or like Mm -hmm. the way that we initiate everyone else no one's gonna do that for us so no one can tell you whether you have to finish something except yourself so yeah definitely give yourself grace in that regard I um particularly in my chart I do have the whole channel of 1648, which is the channel of repetition and mastery. So it is something that I do that like, it makes me consistent because I want to achieve mastery, but mastery doesn't exist. So you just got to keep going Mm -hmm. on the same thing again and again. But the part where I do give myself grace is because I have been trying to keep up with man gens my entire life. So I felt like I needed to do more than what I actually need to do. Cause I think that that's also another thing about manifestors is we do life like a slingshot. Like 
we want something and we just get there and then we rest when we get there. That's it. Generators, they don't. They do it like bit by bit and they rest, but microdosing rest in between the building. So true. We don't do that. We just, we're like, we want this and boom, there it is. And like, okay, now I need to nap like for like a while, yep. you know, like that, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> So I've been not doing that because I've been looking at these men gens that are like constantly doing things. So funny, but to me, because my entire family, my my siblings as well, are also man many gens. Oh yeah, so you've been like in a way, have you been trying to keep up as well? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it gets sure. like because you do like I feel you when you said like way earlier you were like, you know, I wish that life could be simple and you know like I could be a little bit more normal like I agree I've always wanted that I'm like why do people see life so differently from the way that I see life like I'm so confused but at the same and- time, that's a nightmare of mine like nightmare is it to be like it's just that that back and forth that we all have with so many things of like there's a part of me that especially when I'm feeling frustrated I wish that that could be but then since I was little, since I remember the thought of like doing something like that, like more of like the, you know, classic white picket fence life where you go to do the same thing your whole life, which nothing wrong with that if that really sits well with a person and is fulfilling. But the thought of doing that has like, oh, it just like gives me so much anxiety. So it's so been so funny to see that how, like, if I'm, especially if I'm leaning too much on what, comparing myself to other people or thinking about what other people might be thinking about me when I'm all up in my head that's when I feel like oh damn I just wish that could be but then at the same time I'm like absolutely not (laughs) I'm I'm actually going to blame this on my four line because I am a four line and four lines are all about network and other people but I have always wanted to be a sacral I obviously didn't know that that's what I wanted or like that's what I was like you know that's what it was called but I love people so much because of the four line I'm gonna blame it on that four line and the thing about loving people as a manifester is that it's not going to be the same as a generator loving people because our auras are closed Mm -hmm. so I've always kind of struggled with that a little bit and I have wanted to be a seeker like my entire life and it has been kind of relieving to give myself permission to say to myself okay, but you're different and you actually are quite powerful and you have a very different approach to life and you get to initiate people. So it, it has been interesting for me to break away from the white picket fence because I did want that like my entire life, but it goes so against my essence of wild card, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you can't, like, this isn't, which is funny because I, I don't know if you guys follow Vanessa Henry. She is also a manifester. She's an ego manifester and she's like in the community. Um, she's actually really cool. You should follow her. But um, she talks, she talked about in her podcast about the four sixes and which is my profile. And she talks about them as being like, I forgot the name that she said, but basically she was saying that we were, we love to find true love. And like, we are like the, you know, we love to like go towards that. So it's really interesting for a manifesto to be a four six. And I feel like if anybody's out there that's listening to this, that's a manifesto and is also a four six, it's really interesting because you do want to unite and merge with other people, but you can't because it goes against manifesto guidelines. 
not in a bad way, but just you are here to do something different. You're not here to to be a wife and have a. I mean, you can be a wife, of course, but like you, it's it's not going to look the same as everybody else. So I do defer in that, which I mean, it, it's kind of like sad, but at the same time, I have found my power, and I love doing the wild stuff that I do, and I love all the experiences that I get to have because they do genuinely give me meaning and fulfillment but you know in another life I'll come back as a state girl just to experience it again yes (laughs) I love that I feel like (laughs) well somehow we've blown through an hour of chatting so I just want to make sure that we have time for Mia for you to touch on like how people can work with you where you see your business going and maybe a bit on like where you see it going and how you're doing this as a manifester because I mean, Carly and I are both fascinated with like how manifestors do business too. Um, so yeah, just touch on how people can work with you and where you see things going. Tell us your ways. Okay, perfect. Um, you can work. Okay, first of all, I am on Instagram and Twitter mainly. I'm also on Pinterest, but I'm mostly on Instagram and Twitter at non-sacral power. Um, and Right now, the only ways that you can work with me, I have my blog, which are my free resources on human design and just in general, like energetics. You can check that out at my website, nonsacralpower.com. And or which is the only paid thing that I have right now is one on one. I'm I'm doing consultations one on one um, for human design. I have put astrology a little bit in the bag burner for a little while and I am going to be doing gene key sequences in a little bit but that's to be announced um so yeah I'm just doing readings for now if you want an astrology or tarot reading you can go to the astrology world app where Alexis and I are at um because I do do astrology and tarot as well as human design there um and that is how you can work with me right now where it's going Honestly, I see myself, okay, so I see myself growing as a writer, mostly. Um, I'm pretty sure that later on consultations are going to be not a thing at all, but I might do group containers instead and very infrequently because I'm not, manifest away, you're not technically supposed to be doing one-on-ones for too long of a period because we don't have that kind of sustained energy to like, keep it going forever. Um, but I do love working with people one-on-one. I feel like that is my forte. I love talking to people about their specific things. So I might do it in like intimate containers. Honestly, I know you're asking for like a vision, but I am three lining my way through life right now. So I do not know. <laughs> I do not know where I'm Amen. going. Professionally. <laughs> That's yeah. a perfect answer. I, I do, yeah. So I am just enjoying each step as it's being revealed to me yeah love it Mm. this has been so awesome I've taken a back seat on this episode but like (laughs) I feel like I've learned a lot and I've loved this conversation because you guys really got to dig into that and I can't relate to being a manifester so like this was a lot of learning for me here so thank you I thank you for having me anything else from Carly? I'm so grateful for this conversation also because like I said at the beginning I haven't quite had a conversation with another manifester who is like in this world as well so yeah no it was it was awesome anytime that you want to have a conversation I'm here 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Well, we can stay on. I'm going to stop the recording though, just so it doesn't get long. So I'm going to close that off now. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with some other random topic that we come up with because we haven't planned nope. it yet. Nope. <laughs> As always. Bye. 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 <laughs>